Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, July 4th, 2022, we're back. It's Independence Day. It's actually, it's a very exciting day. Independence of two other people on the show. It's a two-man episode today for the first time. It's me and Alex holding it down on a long weekend. What's up? Oh, holding it down, two of us. First ever two-man show. I'm really excited. Um, For the two-man show, obviously, it's not great we're missing two guys, but uh, it's nice to test this out and see how it goes. Um, It it is. Like there's like a possibility that this returns in an emergency again. I never thought we'd hit the two man show, but yeah, I know we had some optimistic uh, people in our pod thinking, you know, they could get back, you know, from an 11 hour trip and maybe <laughs> six hours. <laughs> let's, let's actually talk about this to start. What happened yeah. to the other two? They are 11 hours away. I asked Owen on Wednesday. I said, when would you be back possibly? And he said, oh, we'll be back at four o'clock. And I was, at the time, I thought, that's a little ambitious because you're crossing time zones and losing an hour. So you're going to have to leave at like 3 a.m. But And you have to stop for gas and food. So I'm going to take that as a cap of the week right off the top. And then I sort of had in the back of my mind, it might be a two-man the whole time. And then here we are. They thought they could time travel. They couldn't do it. It's tough. Yeah. Since uh, like 12 today in the afternoon, we just kept getting... It's going to be late, boys. We're going to be late. Like, it's going to be late. And, and I could just see no confidence in those texts whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, Phil and I are taking this one uh, together. Yeah. The best one was at the end when they Owen finally rolled over and just yes. said, he said, it's going to be late. And then he double texted with the little space in between. Just go without me. It was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. But it was a long weekend. It was Canada Day. Now it's Independence Day. I don't like when Americans have the Monday off and we have the Monday in. It usually happens with uh, Memorial Day, but you know it is what it is. We had our day on Friday. We'll just give it to it. I- I'm giving a long weekend to start the summer. Always like you know you're in summer in June, but by July it's like this is real hard of summertime. Yeah, like you're in the thick of it um obviously where we are right now i know no one cares about calgary weather definitely not you know summer weather but uh but yeah like when you're just you know out grilling grilling the dogs uh get some nice steaks going on the barbecue eating some ice cream cracking cold ones like like you know it's you're you're in the thick of it and i don't think there's a thicker summer month than july no like it's the most summer month and you know it kicks off with nba free agency that's the oh. best part and it was a great I want to say first couple a couple hours to the to the thing, and then it really first, starts. First thirty minutes, <laughs> yeah, and hours <laughs> is a little tough. First thirty minutes were sick. Like I had a headache from all the tweets I was reading. It was the most reading I've done in like decades, yep. and then. Uh, it really slowed down and now it's at a screeching stop sign just for the last couple hours, nothing breaking in. So I think we're safe. Hopefully Kevin Durant doesn't get traded in the next couple hours. And that's the big story. Obviously now for most shows, I think they would talk about the Suns and Kevin Durant and what went wrong with the nets. And we can get into some of that, but I think the most interesting thing that we can talk about is this from a Raptors angle, because obviously Alex is a huge Raptor fan. And in the last day, I think the whole time from when it broke 
You, you walk me through the process of talking yourself into this from a Raptor perspective, because now he's plus 250 to play for the Raptors next season, which is crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, so just walking you through it as a Raptors fan, I was I went to Lowe's for like 20 minutes, had to buy something, and I get back into my car, and Phil just texted me, um, the NBA season or, or, or free agency or off season never fails to this point. So I get on Twitter. I'm like, couldn't be that crazy. And, you know, Kevin Durant requested a trade. Um, I saw, you know, Miami and Phoenix were his preferred destinations. Miami is really never that big of a surprise, but I thought it was kind of interesting. He chose Phoenix as one of his preferred destinations kind of immediately, obviously, like I'm thinking, all right, like what is, you know, Toronto want to like, could, could they sniff this? Could they get in, into the mix here? Um, and I know a lot of the, Bobby Marks was on it first. Um, he was kind of saying, you know, Toronto actually makes a lot of sense. Pelicans, all that stuff. And the more I thought about it, the more, you know, it became uh, an actual like possibility that, you know, Toronto could actually go for this. We did it with Kawhi. Why not do it with Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant? Um, and I think we were like plus 3000 odds to get KD, honestly, like two days ago. And in 48 hours, we're up to plus 250. Today was the biggest jump. We were at plus 750 today. And within a couple hours, we get up to, to get down to 250 plus 250. So pretty crazy turn of events. But I don't think you can really like it's not that hard to see as, as a basketball fan. I think it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. There's so many different angles you could take this from. Um, but in in short, I think I think Toronto should do it. <laughs> like Getting Kevin Durant for for four years um, from what it seems like he would be open to, to playing in Toronto seems that he would be committed there's no short 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 of evidence of that um because you know he's been on a million talk shows saying how he likes toronto how he likes some of the players um so i'd I'd definitely be open to the idea i think well when it first came out and you saw the list miami and phoenix it's like okay those could happen phoenix much more so than miami but at the same time he doesn't have that much control he's got four years left on his deal then you sort of go down the list of other teams in this weird ben simmons rule where they can't acquire and like any pretty much anybody they might want on a team they can't acquire unless they trade out ben simmons too which i like how ben simmons like trading for him is just like a a giant black cloud over your franchise like nothing can be done he's just a sinking rock and we and so you go down the list and the raptors are like one of four teams that could actually happen so to see them start where they were at plus three thousand, we couldn't bet that here but in the states i would have been all over that because that number had to go down I think they have definitely the most interesting offer with the Nets. And I think if you, if we just said for the sake of argument, I don't know like what the latest rumors are, but for the sake of argument, if we said Scotty Barnes, OG, Trent, and Picks, and then what he had left to deal with was him, Van Vliet, Siakam, maybe you keep one of those OG and Trent guys, you have Achua, you have Boucher. Yeah. I don't know if it's. I might, it would be them in Milwaukee that I would decide between, and I have to throw some credit to Boston as well. They would be right in there. Would they be your pick to make the finals? They're obviously your favorite team, so it's hard yeah. to quantify, but. No, I agree. I I, I think I'd, I'd put them up there with, with Boston and Milwaukee. I, obviously, it's not a lock. Um, KD's had a couple, a couple tough years, but I, I hear a lot of people saying, like, you know, he's 33 years old. He's going to be 34 this season. I don't care how old he is. He, he, he averaged uh, 30 points this year. 
I, I really don't care. And honestly, most of these NBA guys have been aging pretty well. Like you look at LeBron, obviously he hasn't had any major injuries like KD has, but you know, LeBron's still playing really well. You got uh, Chris Paul's playing really well. Curry is older than Durant. He's playing really well. So, um, and anytime you can get a, a, a top five NBA player, I, th- I think you make that trade. And in a lot of these series, um, he would arguably be the best player um, going up against uh, many of these teams in the East. Um, so like you said, yeah, I think you trade for KD and, uh, and you're an automatic favorite. So, um, and, and you know what, I also saw a lot of Raptors fans, a lot of them are, are super, you know what, I'll be the first one to say a lot of us are delusional. Like sometimes it gets as bad as the Lakers and <laughs> I love Scotty. I saw like, I saw some things with Scotty where I was like, all right, like I'm surprised a rookie is doing this. But a lot of the people were like, you know, he could be like Giannis and he could be like KD. And I'm as much as I would love him to be that, it, the, the chances are very, very slim that he does end up being like that. Maybe he, you know what, there's a good chance he does probably become an all-star um, and he does become a pretty good player in this league. But it's, I'm, I'm a big fan. Like I've said many times, I like going for the sure thing. And, and KD is absolutely the sure thing. I think it is interesting. I have heard some smart people say, like, you don't do this trade with Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is the next 10 years of your franchise. I understand that, but things change so quickly in the NBA. And I feel like the Raptors' core isn't on the Scotty Barnes timeline. It's on yeah. the Kevin Durant, let's win right now timeline. I, yeah. This whole time, I've thought people who are pushing back against this, again, you said he could be honest, he could be KD. The key word there is could. And again, we're talking about the 20 greatest players of all time. The odds are insurmountable that he'll even get there. And I do like the player. I think he's going to be really, really good. But to say that he's even it's even possible he's a top 10 player is yeah. difficult, let alone a guy like KD with his resume. What I would ask is, does it give you a little bit of concern that it wouldn't probably be his first choice, even though we know he likes it there? And he has sort of had a dragging his feet out the door and been disliked pretty much everywhere he's ever left. He's not liked in Oklahoma City, not liked in Golden State, as it seems like. They all seem to relish this championship more than the ones that he was there for. Definitely not liked in Brooklyn by, like, their 12 fans. So (laughs) would it bother you to bring him in with sort of this maybe, I don't want to say checkered history with past teams, but... Yeah, it did... It did give me some pause, um, for sure. It's not something I, I haven't thought about, um, because yeah, and that's why I've been kind of going like, do we do we kind of empty the clip with some of these young guys we have, um, or or do we keep them? And it it would be interesting because, um, like you said, KD and all of these franchises hasn't really been like that much. And you know, one day when he retires, who or not uh, when he retires, when he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, like what's that like one team? where everything went well, everything was, you know, rosy, everything was great. So I wonder if KD would be motivated for the four years that he does come to Toronto um, to kind of make it work with the franchise. And I think the Kawhi stuff was different because with Kawhi, it was like, dude, one year, we all know you're, you're there's like a 1% chance he'll stay. And, you know, for Kawhi, I, I don't think it was that bad because it was like, I'm going to be here for like, seven eight months and i can leave so i think it was a lot easier to make it work with Kawhi. four years is a, is a hell of a commitment so um if i trust anybody it's definitely bobby webster and masai ujiri who could convince this guy to you know stay in for the long haul and stuff 
but you know the track record he does have it is a bit it is a bit scary and you know things could go south in 12 16 months with with kd um the one thing is is that he's kd and i'm sure his value wouldn't drop in in a year that much you could probably recoup 70 to 75 percent of the assets that you did get back yeah i think I think if I were him, and I know he listens to most things that people say about him, so I'm sure he has heard that sort of doesn't have a team to call home thing. I'm sure it motivates him in some way to maybe make this work wherever he goes. I do wonder if in Phoenix, and I want to ask you about them in a second, but in Phoenix, if they're already close enough to a championship that it looks like the Golden State thing again, that it looks like he's hopping on a team that finished with the yeah. best record in the league, and yeah. then maybe he gets, oh, he'll, he opens himself up to the same criticism. I think it would be appealing, if I was him, to not only, I know the, this is a thing Raptor fans say a lot, but to play for kind of a country here and to look at it and say, I can really be the lead guy and be beloved by many people if this works out even if it doesn't the people here are really forgiving to the raptor players yeah i don't know that people would i feel like Kawhi has a is remembered in canada by raptor fans no matter what kd will do a little more fondly because he was the first guy to do it. I wonder if there is sort of a similar thing there with Phoenix, that with what I just brought up about a team that is close. Toronto's not that far removed from winning the championship. It will be yeah. some of the same pieces. It will be the same coach if they ended up doing it. So I don't know. I think it opens it up for a debate, but it's at least, I think, more of a open conversation than it would be with Phoenix. Yeah, I agree. And that is a, a a big sticking point, I think, is the championship we had in 2019. Cause it's not like it's not like he's getting traded to Memphis or or the Pelicans, where it's like he's gonna take them to the promised land. Like we were there like three years ago, and obviously I we'd love to get there back again. So I, I have no issue with that. But um I have also heard with the Phoenix thing, yeah, like you said, number one seed. Um, I, the people were poking fun at him because the two teams he did pick were the number one seeds in their respective conferences in Miami and Phoenix. Um, but what I have heard is that kind of like how, um, I guess San Francisco or Oakland or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, when, when KD signed with golden state was that it was Steph Curry's city, right? And no matter what he did, it was Steph's team. Those were his guys. And if you were to go to Phoenix, from what I heard, I didn't know this was kind of the case, but it's, it's Devin Booker's team. It's his city. And, and Devin Booker is like Phoenix's son. I think he's really popular. Yeah. Because, well, he is drafted there and he kind of was there for like the hardships. And he also has like a mass pop culture-y type look because he was with the Kardashians linked for so long. But I think like Toronto is a much more open thing. Like it's like open to grab to be the face of the Raptors because it could have been Kawhi and it was Kawhi for even when he wasn't here, he was still the face of the Raptors for the year after he won the thing. But now it's open again. He could easily be that. Scotty Barnes hasn't been here long enough to earn that. Siakam's not good enough to earn that. Kevin Durant would be the face of everything in Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it it could absolutely, I agree. And and if he, I mean, he could even, if he stays for two years, wins one championship, I mean, the fact that he even stayed that extra year, say, say hypothetically, I think that even adds to, holy crap, we had him for two years and Kawhi only stayed for one. And kind of the fact was that 
um, from what we are hearing is that Kevin Durant is actually open to coming to Toronto. And I think if if Kawhi kind of had a say in the Toronto trade, I think he he wouldn't have came to Toronto. It, that was just kind of you know Definitely. San Antonio sent him. He yeah he he had he didn't have a say obviously, but um, if if it was up him, he wouldn't have wanted to go to Toronto. So it's I think it's kind of different. KD would actually uh, be open to the idea of coming to Toronto, and I think that would change change uh, the perception of him versus Kawhi completely. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Part of the reason San Antonio traded him there was because it was like, we're not, the Laker price, we have a price and the Laker price is double that. And the Clipper price is double that. You're not going to get your way this easily. Toronto slid in under that and did nicely. I think Phoenix, I've thought for a while that they were positioning themselves, especially with those minimum signings they were making, like Biombo and Akogi and a couple others, I think two more, that they made for the minimum. And I thought that's a little strange, probably filling out their roster so they can trade anybody with salary. But now that I sort of look at it, this Aiton thing is weird. Yeah. It's it's three days into free agency, and I haven't heard any team link with him. It was Detroit for the week leading up, and then they seemed to just bail, like absolutely bail. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. It's completely been radio silence. I I like M- Mikhail Bridges. I do like him. I think that yeah. that would be a good piece for the Nets. But in in a vacuum, if you tell me an eight and Simmons front line, that's not that interesting to me. If I'm the Nets, I, I'm not really interested in that. So I think that on paper it looks great. He wants to go there. I mean, if you put Paul Booker and eight or Paul Booker and uh, Durant together that team would be very, very hard to beat in a series four times out of seven. But looking yeah. at the Nets, you don't have to trade him. He's got four years left. I don't like that offer if I'm them. I agree. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to point to the picks. I don't think the picks, in my in my opinion, the picks don't really matter that much. I think it comes down to kind of the players that you're actually going to get because the picks are going to be the picks regardless, I think. And we'll get into it later with, with the Gobert trade. But you know, they're going to get six, seven picks, however many picks. I don't think that matters at the end of the day, but the players, like you said, uh, Bridges is a fine player. Don't get me wrong. Re- like one of the best defensive players in the NBA, but he is pretty shaky offensively. Um, I think Cam Johnson's all right, but I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's 26. He's kind of a, a three and D guy. I guess he's not, you know, some franchise altering player. And I, I really like Aiton. I like him a lot, but I think one of the things not a lot of people are talking about is like the fact that no one wants to pay this guy the max. And I feel like the nets would kind of be stuck. I guess they wouldn't have to pay him the max, but I feel like the the nets would kind of be stuck if they, if they did pay him the max, because no one wants to pay this guy the max. Um, and, and I know they could probably get a cheaper option with, with Toronto or not to be biased, obviously, but, or any other team really Memphis or the Pelicans, I think they could get cheaper options on those sides. So um, I think it comes down to no one's really wanting to pay eight in this max. Um, and, and yeah, um, I also know there's been reports that, you know, Phoenix doesn't want to gut the team. I don't know whatever, what that means. Like if you're, if you're haltering, halting this, this KD trade, cause you don't want to include bridges, then wow. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I was just saying like, why hasn't any team even made an offer to Aiden? Like I know, yeah. I know this this whole Brooklyn Phoenix thing is, but if I'm like, you know, the Hornets or something, and you know they're gonna na- they're gonna lose the player not to be named, or you're Utah, you know, you just lost Rudy Gobert or something. Why, why don't you just offer? I'm, you don't have to offer him the max, but just you know, offer him a contract. I don't know what's stopping these teams from doing that. 
Yeah, like Windhorst would say, like Utah cleared up some space here. We don't we don't know what's going on in Utah. He's made that very much known to everybody. Oh but yes. If you were looking to throw a bomb in this trade, like Max or maxing Aiton would be the thing. Like if you were Bobby Webster, here's a three D chess idea. Why wouldn't you go to a team and say, Oh, you like Precious Atua? Here's him in a first, but like the stipulation is you got to throw Max at eight yeah. to bomb this Phoenix thing up so I can yes. get KD. Look at that. Yes. That's a yeah, little 4D I, chess now that we talked about it. I out. agree, yeah. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the Nets because we talked about them nonstop, and I really don't care to talk about Kyrie Irving all that much because no. I think he deserves to take a major backseat to this. Um, I, I know the Laker rumors are out there. Like if I'm the Nets, the only way I'm doing that trade if I'm the Nets is if I'm getting both the picks and I'm getting off Joe Harris because otherwise I'm cool to let you sit there. You have no market. And why am I, why am I interested in helping the Lakers? The Lakers are like the all time. You don't want to help them franchise with the way that they do things over there. So I understand it. I, I know we talked last thing on this. I know we talked about, um, things from the Raptor perspective and kind of the Phoenix perspective, but if you were Brooklyn, how would you approach both these trades, the Kyrie one and the KD one? With the Kyrie, I'd, there's one team that's involved for him. And like you said, I'm only doing this if I get the two big picks back because it's honestly embarrassing that you're even getting Russell Westbrook back in the trade. Like, the, yeah. you, you know, you're going to be the franchise that, you know, took Russell Westbrook when he was had one of his worst seasons and, you know, saw, saw a major decline. With KD, um, you know, as much as I'd like for him to get traded in the next 24 hours, if I'm the Nets, I'm taking my time with this. Like I'm not rushing if the players aren't there. Um, if the picks aren't there, I'm taking my time. He has four years on his contract. You got to play. Um, maybe I can see if I can convince him to see if he could stay. I don't know how likely that is. Um, maybe you get him in a room with the owners and the GM and, you know, try to hash things out. Cause we do know Katie is, you know, kind of a rational guy sometimes and can have a change of heart very quickly. Um, uh, so yeah, th- that's kind of what I'd do. I, and honestly, I'm not taking DeAndre and, and Bridges and picks. Sorry, like I'm not trading one of the top twenty best players of all time for that. So I'm gonna wait it out. I agree with that. I think I know I mentioned earlier Aiton with Simmons. I think the first thing I'm doing is I'm not making my t- plans for my team around Ben Simmons. I think that's yeah. number step number one. I don't even know that he wants to play basketball. I agree that I would take this thing out with Durant till the end unless I have a really good offer or until I have that really good offer because I know we just, like people say, oh, it's a Ben Simmons situation not to bring him up again. But Kevin Durant, I think, likes basketball and cares a little bit too much about his legacy to just waste a year where he's certainly like doesn't have I don't know many at a high level left that are guaranteed I think with the Kyrie thing I would be more open to trading Durant and keeping Kyrie because of how limited of a market there is for him unless I get both those picks that's the only way I'm doing it and then if I get both the picks I would trade West I would trade for Westbrook it's fine yeah take those two laker picks because they might just be absolute garbage by then there's literally no evidence that they would exactly over time um and and i was gonna say because i thought um because there was a lot of chatter about a sun's utah brooklyn trade and i and and you know what if i'm brooklyn and i'm somehow getting donatrell back i think i'm pretty cool with that like that's that's fine that works 
but it seems a bit unlikely from what I have heard. Um, it looks like Utah does want to take their chances with Donovan Mitchell and kind of build their team around him. Um, and you know what? I, I don't blame them. Like it's, it's fine. Like you want to try a year without Gobert and, you know, see what you can do. Um, maybe they'll flip those picks into something else, but yeah, if I'm not getting a, a Donovan Mitchell type player back, then yeah, I'm not doing that trade. So, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. You've got to wait it out. If you're them, he's got four years left. He's not going anywhere. His value is not getting lower. I would say we talked about Utah quickly there. Let's do it again. They obviously made the biggest trade after the DeJounte Murray one. This trade, it is a crazy trade. I've literally... Disgusting. I've, I've Disgusting. Thought, I, I cannot believe that this happened. I, like When I got the notification, I was shocked. And then thinking about it 24 hours later, 48 hours later, I am just startled at this trade. Rudy Gobert to Minnesota for a huge, huge sum. He's going for unprotected picks in 2023, 2025, 2027, and a top five protected in 2029. Pat Beverly, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, and Bull Morrow. That's what they got back. I think from a Utah perspective, that's one of the best heists I've ever seen. I'm going to say that right there because yeah. I'm not even sure how I feel about Rudy Gobert as a basketball player. And I, I don't know that you could even win two rounds with him on your team. And I got four first rounders for him from a franchise with absolutely zero track record of sustained success. I think this is an absolute grand slam. They must've been doing laps around the conference room when they said yes to this deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, at the start, I was like, you know, I kind of looked sifted through the players and I was like, you know, okay, like, you know, we'll see how many picks they get back. And it really ended up being like five first round picks because obviously Walker Kessler was, uh, you know, drafted like 10 days ago. Five first round picks for Rudy Gobert. I'm just curious, who are you betting against, uh, bidding against? Yeah. What what team was, was, you know, like, hey, we got four picks on the table and then Minnesota's like, you know what? F it, Walker Kessler, get in there, get in the trade. We'll um, unprotect 2027 to make this happen. Oh, gosh. And like you said, with no track record of success, have, haven't won around yet, um, the T-Wolves. So, and yeah, like you said, Gobert isn't a tra- transcending player. He isn't a player that can win you a quarter, let alone a game or let alone a series. Like you're not, you know, going, you're not, you know, oh, we just beat Memphis in seven. What a series by Rudy. Rudy, you won us the series. That is just not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, they got some fine players back. I, I wasn't too, too hyped about the players, but you did point out Vanderbilt, um, which I like him. He's, he's, he's actually a pretty good player. Um, you know, we'll see about Walker Kessler, uh, not a fan of Malik Beasley, but you know, they got Pat Bev and stuff. So definitely got some depth, but Holy smokes, like the four first round picks. Um, wow. Like that's some, that's some ammunition along with, um, the other picks they got, they got another pick for Royce O'Neal. So all of a sudden Utah, Utah's out here looking like Houston and, uh, not quite OKC, but, um, they're looking like the Pelicans and stuff here with the hall they have. So that's honestly some really big ammunition they have, um, where, you know, if, uh, if, uh, star player becomes available um they could just dump that and you know utah would be definitely a favorite in acquiring anybody they want really i saw some people saying they're going straight to the lottery i don't totally disagree but i don't think that that's necessarily the case i look at the guys they got back i know they could buy out beverly and beasley they're both expiring but those are two professional basketball players you look at their roster it's not 
an embarrassment. They still have Clarkson. They still have Conley. They got Bogdanovich. They have Rudy Gay. I mean, these are guys who can play professional basketball. They at least try hard. They have a decent coach, it looks like. I kind of am in on this idea that you play really hard. You already have a star. You have a big stable of picks now that you can trade out of to get the next unhappy guy. I really, like, I I can't believe this one trade changed so much of what I thought about that team. I think, like, changing the coach over and doing that completely changed everything about how I thought about them. I think they have a bright future. Minnesota. Rudy Gobert, Carl Towns, Anthony Edwards, big three. You're locked into that, assuming Edwards takes a big extension next year, which I would imagine would happen. Yeah. How far do you think that can get you? Oh, my God. That could... I think that wins you around. Like, I I honestly don't want to be a hater. Like, I don't (laughs) want to be too much of a hater, but I'm sorry. Paying Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert... $400 $400 million. Just it's a crazy just take move. a second. I don't know where you are right now. If you're in your car, if you're in the grocery store listening to the pod, just think about that. They're playing two, paying two guys who are above average basketball players, but you know, nothing crazy. $400 million. That is absolutely insane to me. And um, if, if they are going to win around, I think it's because, you know, Anthony Edwards, you know, is going to reach some insane peak. And, you know, I, I think Anthony Edwards has the potential to be a top 20 NBA player within the next couple of years. So that's the only reason why I think he's the only guy that could carry them to heights um, past a round or two. But the it's just the first thing I thought about this when, when Gobert got traded to the T-Wolves is the freaking clutter, man. I get, I get Cat can play outside. I get he can shoot the three. I get he can play outside on the perimeter. But at some point, he's got to go in. He's got to go in, in and, and score in the paint. And what, what are you going to do? What are you going to tell Rudy? Go outside, go sit in the, in the corner and shoot a three. I don't know how that is going to work. If anyone paid attention to Utah, you knew that they played Rudy and everything else was small. All their guys were like 6'2", Donovan Mitchell height, Royce O'Neal height. They had no other big guys because Rudy would just, Rudy is like two players. He takes up so much of the paint. So I think you're just going to ask Cat to do way too much and he's going to turn into like Miles Turner with like the Sabonis situation they had in Indiana where like he's going to have to just play out too much and you're going to see his points per game drop and it's, it's going to, I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't, I heard the idea that they were interested in a big man like to help towns with the defensive responsibilities i had heard that before free agency and i thought you know what that's not the worst idea i've ever heard like they kind of had that with vanderbilt but getting a guy with a little more size i'm in on that but i was in on it if it was like a mitchell robinson or nerland's noel four first round picks for this is a crazy move i know i've described it as that eight times but I don't understand how you even, you don't even know that they're going to be able to play five minutes in a row together without getting absolutely buried. I don't understand. I, I don't see the roadmap to this really, really working. Like, I, I really think it's way too much to put on Towns. I like Towns more than most people, but this is, this is wild. And Edwards has to be like a top, top, top tier player for this to work, which. Yeah. I'm not putting him pa- putting it past him that he could reach that. I think he could. And the other thing I don't understand is they've been shopping Russell for weeks. He makes 33 million 
Why isn't he just in this trade instead of Beasley and Beverly? Beasley and Beverly are two rotation professional basketball players. You're trying to make the playoffs. Why didn't you just say Utah is not hanging up the phone because you refused to put in Beverly and Beasley? Trust me, they were not the swing points in this deal. If you said take Russell and it's done, they're taking that. I'm sorry, it's happening. They'd be insane to turn down four picks. I, I am absolutely baffled by this trade. I have very, very, very few times that I've been baffled by a trade. This is one of them. I just don't yeah. see it. I, I, I completely agree with you. And and like I said, $400 million for Cat and Gobert. And, and I didn't even add D'Angelo Russell, who's making 30-something mil a year, I think. like He's making a lot of money. Um, and I don't know, because I was expecting, I was like, for sure, D'Angelo Russell has to be a part of this trade. Um, but you get rid of two valuable pieces in Malik Beasley and Patrick Beverly, who, like you said, are good rotational players. We saw Russell struggle. He just doesn't fit in the system. I think if you want to see Edwards succeed more, you get rid of Russell because Russell needs the shots. Russell needs the ball. Just get rid of him, dude. Like, uh, help even, make your guy succeed. Here's the other thing you could have done. I don't like Mike Conley. Why don't I just swap him for Russell? Because at least I know Mike Conley is a bit of an old school guy who can bring the ball up, distribute it around. Russell doesn't understand those principles at all. You can still make the same trade with that swap. And again, Utah's not turning it down. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But this reeks of, of Cat being like, no, you're not. You're not including Russell. He's my boy. Oh, my God. He's like, just give us a chance. We're the number one and two picks in the 2015 draft. Goodness. Like, you have a super team right here. Don't don't <laughs> give it up too easy. Patrick Beverly, again, he did uh, issue a statement on the, on the Twitter. He said, quote, always business. Wolves, wolf emoji, thank you. Heart emoji. Time to take another team to the playoffs. Nice. Let's go. I like how he goes to a new team and he thinks it's like Michael Jordan to the Wiz in 2000. He's like, yep, time to drag another team of bums back to where they belong. Yeah, take take them to the promised land, dude. Let's do it. You're going. (laughs) I'd say the other big side story, aside from that insane trade and the KD stuff, is the uh, it's been a bit of a quiet free agency. I would say we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but the last couple free agencies have had a little more action. The only real big player movement through free agency for free transactionally was Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, which we've talked about pretty much nonstop. So I think the main story was these super maxes that are coming in. There was a whole big bunch of them. So I kind of want to go through each and we'll try to organize them in a couple categories here. We got category one is just a no brainer. You have to pay it. It makes sense. It works. You do it at 10 times out of 10 Two, you do it, but you have some questions about it. You, you know, you might do it. You might not do it. There are questions there. Three wouldn't have done it. Complete red flag. Don't understand why it's happening. We'll start with Jokic five years, 270. Where are you putting that one? Oh yeah, that's uh, in in the first tier for sure. That's no brainer, and yeah, I don't think uh, just blank check. I don't think you can pay this guy enough money. Just he's he's so he's worth it. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I have no qualms about doing yeah. that. That they, they built the whole team around him. He's willing to stay in Denver. Yeah, nobody will have an issue with that. What about Towns? Four years, two twenty four. <laughs> I'll put that in the uh, second tier, like. <laughs> What are He's a good questions? play. What are your questions? Like, like my questions are, I'm paying someone 224 mil. Can you win me a series? And I think that's <laughs> a fair like question. Games to, to the series. Can I think that's a fair question to ask a guy who's making over 200 million dollars? 
Very. And I have questions. I don't know if you can take if you can win a round for me. If you can win a series, I think he. I think I do it, but I put him in bin two, where it's like I'm do. I okay. If I'm running a team, I'm doing this, but I need like some promises from you because I'm about to be paying you sixty million dollars a year. Like, yeah. like, can we please see a little more improvement on the defensive end? <laughs> can we try to like calm down on the court? Maybe get you a meditator or something yeah. in the post games. Yeah. Like just let's change up a couple things because the talent is all the talent yeah. in the world. I also wouldn't have put Rudy Gobert next to him. That maybe worsens the chance of this working yeah. out. Maybe that puts it in category three. What about uh, Darius Garland? Five years, one ninety three. Yeah, I think I, I'm okay. I'm, I'll put him in bin one. I don't. I don't have an issue with that. Um, I guess I am sounding pretty hypocritical. I guess one ninety three. You think it sounds different than two hundred, but it's only like seven mil off. But um, I, I thought he was a really key player for them, and I think that is one where I guess you, you kind of have to do it. Like after his his, his really good rookie season, uh, or not rookie season, his for his first couple of years in the uh, in the NBA. I think I think he took the Cavs to another level, and you're only betting that this guy is going to be a lot better. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, but I'm. I'd just be curious to see what Shea makes because I feel like he's that kind of type of point guard. Um, I know Jaw signed an extension. We'll get into that too. So I guess we can kind of compare those later, but uh, I don't have a problem with it. So I'll put him in bin one. Yeah, we could put Jaw in here right away. He was five years, 231. We can hit that one in the same thing. I'd put them both in one. Um, I do have more questions about... I actually, you know what, they sort of have similar questions now that I'm thinking about it because I like Garland quite a bit. He still has to show you a little more. He hasn't had a playoff series in him yet, but if you're Cleveland, you have him and Evan Mobley, that's a better starting point than 23 or 24 other NBA teams, I would say. Those two guys are going to be really, really good together for a long time, so you got to keep them while you can, especially in that market. Yeah. But again, he's got to show a little more. I would pay it for sure. I think Jaw, you pay it every time. Obviously, it's a bin one, but again i hate to like rag on the guy but the way he plays is just like violent i really oh. i do not know how he's going to age as a player um i love to watch him but it is a scary proposition to give him quarter of a billion there yeah yeah i'd i'd also put him in bin one like he's the he's the face of your franchise and i know a lot of people like jaw but it is it is pretty scary but you know obviously when you come to the contract when you come to the contract negotiations you know, I don't think it's fair to point that out, right? As much as I also yeah. agree with you that he does have, you know, he looks like he could be very injury prone later on in his career. I just, you can't really point to that. So, um, but, you know, I would have some concerns um, surrounding that, definitely. Yeah. Zach Levine, five years, 215. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm putting that in min three. <laughs> That's going red flag mode. That's going red flag mode. Um, what did you describe Bin 3 as? Just like, like I wouldn't do it. I, I would not do that. Um, I had questions about Towns, but for sure I know Levine cannot win me a series. That guy was so bad in the Milwaukee series. Oh, my God. Um, he if, if someone's also injury prone, I think I think he's definitely a guy that you can point to. I think he's had quite a quite an interesting uh, injury history. Nothing to me screams, oh my God, must pay him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would have tried to get that number down. I don't think he's worth $215 million. Um, Like, what did Jokic sign? He signed 260 something 270 Jokic and... is worth 
triple what he is. And I, I know there's caps to what you can pay guys, but the margin is very, is, 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 is small between what Jokic is getting paid and what Levine is getting paid. So I would not do that. No, this is where the max is. This is why it becomes such a story to me is it's like, Oh, we got to do it. This guy makes this much, you know, it's comparable. Oh, we're going to lose him if we don't pay this. At that point, I would just lose him. I'm not really... I agree, 100%. I, uh, Jimmy Butler makes $50 million a year, and I like Jimmy Butler a lot. I'm not sure I would pay him $50 million a year. Zach Levine, I definitely wouldn't pay $50 million a year for. I would just rather spend my money in other ways. I know you don't get players like that in the door all the time, but like yeah. sign and trade him, take some assets back. We've seen what you can do with the Zach Levine team. It's not like DeRozan's going to have a better year. Maybe you get Lonzo back. This team is is locked into this. I don't understand. And it's the same yeah. thing for Bradley Beal, who I had written down next, 5 for 251. That one's worse than this one because of dollars and because we've literally seen what he can do for a team for five years running by himself, oh. and it's nothing substantial unless you're yeah. interested in going 36 and 52 every year. I don't understand it from either side. I wouldn't have done either one of those deals. They're told both total bin threes i just don't get it i 100 percent agree at that point i'm just i'm fine losing the guy i could find someone next year this isn't a, i'm not in a win now mode both <laughs> franchises aren't like i don't know what porzingis they're like we're we're in exactly and i think like if i'm a gm i'm going like what's more valuable is it more valuable for me to sign zach levine at that price or can i have the next five years have financial flexibility, craft my team the way I want and not have the burden of this contract for the next five years. Cause you're locked into that. Yeah. One bad year. And, and you have one or two bad years and you have Russell Westbrook all over again. You this know, it's, a, it's I, an untradeable contract and this happens so much in the NBA. It's a disaster. I, I would never do it. I completely agree with this. This is, this is what I don't understand at a certain point it just becomes completely not worth it. Why am I why am I interested in paying Brad Beal fifty million a year if I'm the Wizards? I get it. Okay, I get it. Maybe if I'm a team that's on the verge, I know like let's just say the Suns. Let's say a team like that. That I understand. You pay him to stick around, he's a good basketball player. The Wizards and the Bulls, I don't think you're going anywhere in a hurry with either of these guys. I'm losing and what's stopping Bradley Beal or Zach Levine from going to you and saying I want to trade? And then all of a sudden they have $50 million a year and then they're Westbrook. Like you said, nobody's interested in taking them. They're obviously better players than that, but you don't yeah. know how they're going to age. And I just don't like smart, proactive teams would have traded these guys like the Spurs did with Murray. You do yeah. this before you have the chance to pay, overpay them potentially. This yeah. is what you should do. The Wizards held on to Beal for the last two years. Why? They never really bought into anything. They traded for Westbrook, but that got him to the eighth seed. Zach Levine, I know like the Bulls have had a tough time getting stars, but I just don't understand why you're building your team around this guy. Like It's a key cog. I just don't get it at all. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Uh, last two, Booker, four for 214. I think that's a bin one. Uh, four for 214. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Zach got the five. Um, yeah, okay, that makes it. No, yeah, I'm, that's that's been one. That's yeah, no, don't really have to talk too much about that one. No, guys, an all NBA player, he's yeah. face of the franchise. You do it every time. I think the most interesting one, Zion, five for two thirty one. I'm going on. I'm doing that. If I'm the Pelicans, I think it speaks a lot to what they did over the last couple months. That it went from all this chatter about him wanting to leave to him yeah. taking five for two thirty one to stay. 
I think it shows trust from the Pelicans that yeah. they're willing to do that for him. When yeah. he's on the court, I know he's only played 85 games, but the guy's a rock star when he's on the court. Yeah, I just do it every time if I'm them. Yeah, uh, so I would have probably liked to seen the number come down a little bit, but I, I'm still doing it, I guess I'd, I'd say within that range because it is him signing his his uh, max off the, off the rookie deal. Um, younger player, and I don't think even if he does still continue to get injuries, I don't think his, his value plummets as much as someone say Beal or Levine getting those same injuries. I think, you know, all the, all the rest of the franchises are, would, would still be crazy about him. And I think if you, if you would end up trading him, I don't think that'd be that hard to facilitate. Um, and like you said, like, yeah, you pay the guy. Um, the team is looking as good as ever. And, and honestly, I'm really happy for the Pelicans because it wasn't looking very good a year ago. Um, but I'm happy how, how they managed to turn this around and um, really now it's just on Zion to perform. Like I think the Pelicans have done everything they've, they've, they could. Um, and now it's time for Zion to go out and earn that money. It's crazy how much things can change. Cause I was looking back at some old episodes from us, not even a year ago, like 11, 10 months ago, free agency this time last year, we were all in this show saying Zion's got to get out of there. He's got to get saved. And now it was a debate a year later, not even a year later of should the Pelicans like keep him. That's how yeah. quickly things can change. Yeah. And it's it's good to see. I think it it also I know these guys can like ask for trades whenever, but I think it is good that the now that the Pelicans can play this chip to them. They're saying we put a lot of trust in you, we paid you two thirty one, we're just asking for a little commitment back. I think it works. I think it goes a two way street because I think he's a normal guy. I think he actually will listen to that. Yeah. I'm for a believer. Sure. We have a couple more things to go through. I kind of want to talk about like individual signings today when Owen's here and we have a bigger bigger picture look. We can yep. go kind of team wise but a couple individual signings i bend them off little little awards maybe we can say let's go with awards so i got uh who is your agent and how did he do that that's that's what i'm looking at right here we got there's a couple (laughs) candidates for this one marvin bagley three years 37 million wow stay with the pistons that's a scorcher gary harris two years 26 million for the magic didn't know there was such demand for him pj tucker three years 33 for the sixers anthony simons four years 100 for the blazers lou dort five for 87 and a half to the thunder and yusuf nurkic four for 70 to the blazers you got any of those that agent you're looking to hire there is so many good ones in there but (laughs) the one outlier to me when i look at all this you know most of these guys are young still could squeeze out a couple years (laughs) pj tucker is what he's like 38 years old (laughs) what and he's an old 38. It's not like he's like oh. been like injured for a while. His arms are about to fall off his body. He's he's went in a couple series. He's went long. Uh, won the championship with Milwaukee last year. Went to the conference finals with Miami this year. I didn't I didn't even know he had a year left. I thought this is there any way we can do a like a like a 2-3 month deal? That's what I would have done. Just sign him right before the playoffs. You're committing to this guy and betting that he's going to be good not only after that year, but for two more years. They think he's oh going to be key my. in the 2025 playoffs. Wow. Like, just <laughs> wow. Um, Yeah, just thinking that some 15, 16-year-old kid is going to be playing with P.J. Tucker um, in, in, yeah, 2025 is is insane. Um, an- Another one I thought, too, which was crazy, is Anthony Simons. That's what my winner. Hell? That's my winner. 
what yeah. the hell? Um, he like I, I'm speechless. He played well when Lillard was out. That was for like 40 games. Turned it on. Sure, it was great. But I think a lot of guys succeed when like they get 25 to 30 shots a game. All the plays run through them. Sure, he was sick. I get it. But who are you? Who are you bidding against? Who's out here saying, "Yeah, I'm going to pay him 120 this or is 130"? Exactly. What the heck? I don't understand this at all. This is why it wins. I don't understand who they were bidding against on this one. I don't understand how they don't realize it's easier to score when you're the guy who has the ball, like you just said. And not only is he the guy who has the ball, who else was going to score for them by the end of the season? The second best player was C.J. Ellaby. I don't understand why yeah. the, what the thought process was here. I read four years 80 for him originally, and I was like, that sounds a little high. I like the player. I would put it at like 15 mil a year if I had to. And then yeah. it came in at 25 mil a year. I don't understand it at all. And the Lou Dort one is another one to me, which is more defensible because Oklahoma City has to hit the cap floor, so they got to pay somebody. Yeah. But they could have just kept him next year for two mil. They declined that option so they could pay him this number. Yeah. That's the same type of thing. It's a lot easier to play when you're the only guy on the team that actually like can contribute to the game. And it's yeah. not like they were trying to win at all the last couple of years. Exactly. So. I don't get it. This one best fit with new team. I got Gallinari to the Nuggets, or sorry, Gallinari to the Celtics. It's a TBD. We don't know the price there, but Bruce Brown to the Nuggets, two years, thirteen. Joe Ingles to the Bucks on the mid level. Javale to Dallas. Divincenzo to the Warriors. Kyle Anderson to the Wolves, and Nemanja Bjelica to Fenerbahce. You can take any of those as uh, best fit with new team. Obviously, Bjelica, because. That guy, I think someone had to tell him they won the NBA championship because in those photos, <laughs> I've never seen a sadder face. He acted like literally didn't know what was going on. Um, everyone's still in their jerseys. Everyone's still in their new championship uh, shirts, hats. This guy's already in a suit. Like He's the only one like ready to leave. Um, so I'm sure he'll <laughs> like be back to like win in like, Turkish MVP, which you know what, good for him. But on a serious note, um, I really liked, I, I re, I've really liked the Nuggets offseason so far. Um, I, I think they made some really good moves. Uh, we talked about the KCP trade uh, last episode. I thought that was a really smart move. And now Bruce Brown, I, I, those two guys are absolute dogs. And I think those are guys that, um, when you actually look at it, can give you playoff minutes. And and that's not an if, that's a, that's a guarantee. KCP, NBA champion, NBA champion, and... I know Bruce Brown doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, but in the minutes that he did get with the Nets, I thought, I thought he was fine. Um, so I think, you know, Denver, one of their issues was their depth. I think they're building out a really, really deep roster now. Um, and they're going to some guys that I trust where you can go. Um, usually most teams go eight deep in the playoffs, but with Denver, they could start going nine, 10 deep. Um, so, so I re- I really like that move uh, by them. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. That would have been my pick too. I liked Ingles to the Bucks, but he's yeah. not going to be back till February or March. But I do think he's still got a lot left to give. I think I like what the Nuggets are doing. Like you said, like that everything you said, I completely like retweet. I just fully agree. Um, I would have had Divincenzo in there, but. It's not like they're adding him to last year's team. He really kind of has to come in and play the Gary Payton role. I don't know that he can totally do that. It's a little bit more like redundant on what they already yeah. have with Steph and Clay, a guy like that. So yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it more on paper than I did when I thought about yeah. it and broke it down. No way you still play professional basketball. 
award, we got DeAndre Jordan to the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Knox to the Pistons. Luke Cornett staying with the Celts. Robin Lopez to the Cavs. Bull Bull back to the Magic. Two years. Two years for Bull Bull. Yeah, and lock Troy him down. Brown, Troy Brown to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this this might not even be in, in its own category, but I was, t- I was telling Phil, I, I don't know who Troy Brown is. Like, I actually didn't know who he was. And the Lakers were acting like they got DeAndre Jordan on a, on a steal of a contract. Um, you know, so the saddest thing I heard was, like, Palinka heard the Palinka heard the crowd. He, yeah. he heard the fans. That he was heard my the critics. One too. <laughs> They're getting more athletic. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Maybe we can get into the Lakers signings later. But, but the Troy Brown one was, I literally don't know who he was. Um, and, uh, I'm blanking here. I don't know what the other one was. Uh, Kevin Knox one was weird. What was the first? Yes. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. And that one, you know, it took the nuggets off season from a 10 to a nine. I had to knock him a point (laughs) off for that. Cause what the heck? Well, I I don't know what that that was. He hasn't been a part of a winning lineup since 2017, 18, like a group of minutes he's played has not finished in the pluses since 17, 18. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's I've, like a negative point differential, and it's not even close. It's yeah. like minus 100, 200 something. It's insane. I, I think I have to give it to Bull Bull on this one because I genuinely <laughs> thought he retired. I thought I thought he was just out the league. Um, I don't know why, but this is weird. We got a couple of these. Malik Monk to the sack, two for 19. Gary Payton to the Blazers, three for 28. Lonnie Walker to the Lakers. Drummond to the Bulls, Drogic to the Bulls, and Cody Mar- Cody Martin for nearly forty million back to the Hornets. Those are the uh, noms. Just weirdest one. Um, I'm not gonna hate on the Malik Monk one. Me too. Uh, I, I like, like the sack. sack. Yeah, I like the sack. We can talk about the sack later. Um, I thought I thought the Cody Martin one was interesting. That guy striked me as a player who just get back on the minimum. I didn't know he <laughs> he warranted 40 million dollars for your deal for your deal like wow um so yeah that was kind of a weird one for me yeah i think the gary payton one is just weird to me i don't know why i think the warriors should have been willing to pay that to keep him around i thought he was kind of like irreplaceable for them and i know he wants to take the money i bet the blazers probably had the best offer but i don't really know why the blazers are in that business i I like the player a lot it's a pretty decent contract so i just thought it was a weird move the Blazers are just doing the most like Mickey Mouse stuff I've seen where they like Jerry promise Grant. game. They're like, dude, we're going all in like F it. Like we're going over the luxury tax, dumping all our picks. <laughs> and like, you can't blame them. Like they're spending money and they're spending like value and assets, but not in the best way. They're like, they like, traded a decent amount for grant <laughs> triple digits for Simon's. Paying Gary Payton, like, what the heck? It's they, I don't know. It's a weird vision. They looked at it. They're like, Dame, we'll make you happy here. Like, Simon's 100 mil, Nurkic for 75, and then Gary Payton. Like, this is this is how we win right here. Wow. Let's make it work. None of which I thought, I think their holes have been forwards the entire my yeah. entire life since Nick Batum left. I haven't got around to filling that hole yet. I haven't, Not <laughs> I haven't yet. figured it out. Just still yeah. working on that one. Which bit uh, sharp. They got him too. I they're guess. allergic. They're allergic to wings, dude. <laughs> no, they don't. They like just them. can't find a wing to save their life. Remember the year and they can... had Nurkic, Whiteside, and Cantor? They're like, yup. Three yep. bigs. Cantor, go play the three. 
<laughs> um, and you can, and you know what? That's a fact because they traded two first round picks for freaking Covington. So yeah. Oh yeah. That is <laughs> abominable. I forgot about that. They're like Dame problem solved, dude. Covington. Oh my. Jeremy Grant is just Covington on a different timeline. He's like two or three years behind him. Yeah. He's slowly catching up there. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, last couple. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say on these. I actually kind of like these signings. They're all a little random. Auto Porter to the Raptors. I like that one. Me two too. years, 12. I think it works. I, th- I think he's a professional basketball player. Uh, yeah. Rubio to the Cavs. I like, yeah. I like Rubio. I think, Me I too. think he finally figured it out and he's on the right team. Three yeah. years, 18. That was a good move. Isaiah Hartenstein. I thought yeah. he was actually really good for the Clippers. I yeah. was very impressed by him every time I watched them, and I kind of like what the Knicks are doing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit on the next show, but I also like uh, Daniel House to the Sixers. I just like what the Sixers are doing in general. I like the Melton trade. I really like the I like I like Tucker the player for this year at least, not beyond this year, but whatever. Yeah. We'll just say for this year. And I liked Daniel House, and I thought uh, JTA was a good move for the Lakers. If there was any small yeah. ones you liked too. Yeah, um, I, I did like uh, the Otto Porter signing for sure for the Raptors. I think it just fits the system. And um, like the Warriors fans I saw on Twitter were pissed they lost him. They were like, how the hell are we not matching that offer? So I like that a lot too. I have heard a lot of hype about Hardenstein. If I'm being honest, I haven't watched a lot of him um, with the Clippers. But um, now that the Knicks got him, I, I, I've heard he's a, like a ferocious rebounder, uh, plays defense hard. So I'll, I'll pause on the Knicks for now. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because they're the least trustworthy franchise in the NBA. Um, but yeah, some of these moves haven't been too, too bad. Um, Knicks, so yeah, honestly, they're building a professional team. I kind of respect it, but yeah, they're still a little bit lacking at some positions. It's a yeah. lot of minutes for D Rose, but yeah. In general, I kind of like their offense. Yeah, season. like some of these guys could still be in the NBA in like two, three years. So yeah, anytime you can take that, that's good. It's a big, it's a big improvement on what they did last year when they were just like the five seed and lost in five. Let's yeah. just bring everybody back. Three year deals, Burks, Fournier, mm-hmm. pay him seventy mil. Got to lock it. in Noel. Got to <laughs> lock in Rose. That was a wild off season, but this year they're actually doing better. Last thing, old fashioned, just who won the trade? There was three trades. Just break them down for me real quick. We got Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn first round pick back to Utah. Oh, that's what that's is going on in Utah. What is going on in Utah? Shout out our guy Windy. I don't know. It's a weird trade because I'd like it for the Nets if they didn't have this chaos with with KD and Kyrie. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Utah, like netting a first round pick anytime. And honestly, who knows what's gonna happen with Brooklyn? That might be a pretty valuable pick down the road. So I'll go Utah. I don't understand why uh, Brooklyn's really interested in doing this one, but yeah, I guess the argument would be that Royce O'Neal was asked to do a little bit too much defensively for the Jazz. <laughs> so. Maybe getting them in a team with better defense works out. Herder to the sack. Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, future first-round pick, heavily protected back to the Hawks. I think it's a small overpay, but I like Herder, and I like what the sack is doing. So I'm in. Oh, let's just talk about them right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Utah, oh. let's go down the rotation. We got Fox. We got Davion Mitchell. Herder yep. and Monk at the two. I like this yep. backcourt right now. Those are That's four a deep backcourt. That's a deep backcourt, man. Yes. At the forward, who do they have at the three? Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Got. Harrison Barnes got Keegan Murray. Yep. Rashawn Holmes. 
I've always been a Rashawn Holmes guy. DeMontis Sabonis. And then they're kind of weak on the the centers, but we decided we like Metu. We do like Metu, but I think if you slide Sabonis and Holmes at the five, you're fine. That works. Like as a starting five, they've got as good a starting five as anybody. Yes, <laughs> um, they do. They can, they, they're going to get to 40 wins, dude. That's they might the get to 40 wins. I, yeah. I'm in on the sack. I like the Monk signing. I like Herter. Keegan Murray, we made fun of it. I st- I, I still would have taken Ivy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But Keegan Murray in the summer league was looking decent, so they yeah. got some points from me. I'm in on the exactly. sack. And Mike Brown? Yeah. I feel like the sack were kind of always the team that would just hold on to the Bicks. And, and I mean, I can't blame them because, you know, they always thought they were going to be <laughs> the that. But just... Get rid of these picks, man. I, I think Herter's a really good guy. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really good season just because, um, like, Young just requires the ball so, so, so much. So, I don't know. Maybe he gets a little bit more ball time um, in Sacramento. And uh, and I'm not a big as, ha- as big a hater on Fox as, as, as a lot of people are in the NBA. I, th- I think he's a tremendous basketball player. Um, and and uh, like we've talked about, um, obviously, Hallie Burton was good too, but it seems like Fox has found a different gear and is more comfortable now that uh, he he's kind of the main point guard there. It seems like that Fox needs the ball. That's what it seems like. So if you take Hallie Burton out, and Hallie yeah. Burton doesn't need the ball all that much, but you would have liked to get him the ball a little bit. Yeah. It seems like you get a guy like Herter, who's a little, who's very used to playing off the ball, like you said. Monk yeah. can come in and kind of check around for the minutes that Mitchell's in because Mitchell yeah. is more of an off-ball guy too. I just yeah. like what they're doing. I really, I'm, I'm in. And the last yeah. trade, Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics, pretty much just like they picked five names out of a hat and threw them back at the Pacers in a first round pick. The only one of note would be Neesmith. I think Malcolm Brogdon is hurt so often that people just think of him as like a guy on 2K that's always available. Yeah, I like him when he's on the court. He's never on the court. Yeah, that's the only problem. I was actually surprised. I had no idea this guy averaged uh, close to 20 points per game. Like, holy crap. But like you said, he hasn't played a lot of games. But honestly, at the price they gave up, I, I, I think I still do that trade. Um, yeah. I think they gave a first-round pick. And all the players that, that they sent over there, I mean, I mean, Neesmith, I mean, sure, he's okay. But that's just really Celtics players hyping him, uh, Celtics fans hyping him up. So I don't know how good he really is. And, uh, yeah, like you said, they just threw in, like, all of these random guys. And Indiana was like, sure. So who knows? Maybe he does have a healthy season um, and they kind of ease him back. Doesn't have to play back-to-backs or anything or, or, or every other night. So um, I like it for the Celtics. I do too. I do too. Yep. I think they got deeper on that one. And then Gallinari, obviously, they didn't have to trade like Grant Williams or anything to get those guys. That works out very well. Exactly. That's a great offseason. We will talk about the teams on the next show when Owen's here. I got to give him a chance to spit some takes. And then next show, we have the football preview starting up. And the segment that I teased last show to be ready for this show is also moving to next show because I want Adam to be here for it. It's getting too much hype up now. Like the train yeah, is rolling. It's, it's going to let people down. But Yeah, it's not honestly doing us a favor at this point. Like, no. We've we've been teasing this for like four episodes and we just can't, can't get it going. No, we really, we're really struggling. Um, but we'll talk about the teams on the next show, give all in the chance, and then basketball's going in the fridge. Unless there's going to be the like the Ben Simmons trade last summer, we might get the yeah. where's Kevin Durant going <laughs> through all through August. So be on the lookout. Football, we're going to save most of it for the next one. Not like there's much out there anyway. But yeah. UCLA and USC, it's not NFL, but the two big schools of the Pac-12 are moving to the Big Ten. Seems like after we saw Texas and Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma leave the Big 12 to join the SEC. It seemed like this was sort of in the cards. I think USC and UCLA started looking into that pretty soon after that. Now the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are pretty much going extinct. It looks like with it's going to be a second-rate conference, even though it is D1 with big schools with big money. It seems like these boats are leaving and these teams are just jumping in while they can. Um, I don't know. You lose a little bit of the tradition. Yeah. But you're probably going to get a better product by getting Ohio State and USC and Michigan and USC, and you're going to get better ratings. So all in all, I think it is a little sad to lose the tradition. And I think those conferences, it is too bad that they're going to struggle, but I don't know why I'm crying for NCAA schools. Yeah, um, I guess I can speak on this from just like a a casual college football fan. Um, I'm not too, too invested in the sport, but I like catching the the odd uh, uh, college football game. And and I think that I, I, I obviously can't be too attached to the tradition, so it doesn't mean too much to me. But like you said, I think it contributes to the product being much better. Um, like I'm down to watch some more closely contested games, um, with all these big programs. So I, I think it's honestly, it's, it's going to be more fun. Um, I'm, I'm down for a better product and, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it honestly might attract more, more fans. Cause I really don't know besides the, the alumni and, and people that are actually attached to those schools. I don't know who's, who's actually going to watch, you know, a, a, a team like, Alabama or Oklahoma beat on some, some small school. But if, 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 if it's like, you know, um, let, let's see, like if it's Ohio state and USC, everyone's watching that, you know? Um, yeah. so, so I like, I like it. I, I like it in the end. I think it's, it's interesting. It's, it, I, I, I do like the tradition of you play this, like, it's weird that it's going West to East. I'm not sure why, they yeah. were so interested in that aspect, but if it's the only one that's open to them, I guess I understand it from their yep. perspective. They're going to make a lot of money by doing this, and it will make a better product, so that's good. couple, uh, well, I guess we could just save them for the next show. we got a couple trending stories out there. You know, we'd like to do this with the guys. They're going to miss out on it this week, so it is what it is. But uh, yeah. Nicki Minaj has dropped her own version of Rap Snacks barbecue honey truffle potato chips that sounds kind of like nice i'm not gonna lie yeah Yeah. i would i would have a bag of that now i wrote down all the wrap snacks so i just i I want you to know if you could crush a bag of these just i'll go down the list okay little baby's honey cheddar sour cream honey cheddar sour cream so if it was cheddar and sour cream i'd be down but not too sure about the honey part you think that's a little too much at once? A little too many, yeah. Okay, Har- Cardi B's honey drip popcorn. A lot of honeys in these. <laughs> oh, you're going to notice a couple patterns. They're not exactly deep on flavor. <laughs> honey drip popcorn? Yeah. It looked what like it had like some drizzle on it. Maybe okay. get a little sticky. Yeah. You know, if you like uh, if you like, like caramel popcorn, sure. So, okay, I-, I think I could take a bag of that. Okay, okay. Little Baby's all-in flavor. Salt and Vin, barbecue, onion, garlic, and then it just says, and more. I can't get any more oh, flavor information. My. That sounds like a shampoo bottle. It's like <laughs> for your hair and body and more. It's like that 18 in one. Yes. Um, not doing that because... I don't, why the hell am I eating a food that says and more? Like, I'm not subscribing to like a streaming account. Yeah, like, what the hell? Fair. Come on. Fair. Good point. I have more self-respect. Good for you. Uh, Cardi B's jerk barbecue wavy. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. 
anything <laughs> like jerk chicken, jerk barbecue, yeah. Migos barbecuing with my honey with a dab of ranch. Oh my gosh, all these honeys, <laughs> man. I'm a sucker for ranch. So yeah, I would be good. actually kind of interested to to see how honey and ranch would mesh. So yeah, okay. I'd, I'd, yeah. Cardi B's red hot cheddar. Red hot cheddar. Sure, I'll do that. Sure, sure. Little baby's barbecuing with my honey heat edition. <laughs> oh my god, heat edition. Heat edition. Um, all barbecue. caps heat. All caps. Man, you know what? If I, no, no cap. I think like <laughs> it's the same chip, just the different like it's a different bag like there's no way these are that much different in flavor but uh since i passed out passed on the first little baby chips i'll take the, these ones cardi b's habanero hot cheese popcorn oh god yeah let's do it uh, spicy cheddar sure that's okay let's go so if you're keeping score that was four little baby flavors four cardi b flavors one migos flavor and now we've got a Nicki minaj flavor to add into that so congratulations <laughs> to rap snacks you just you scroll down the website and it's like oh little baby again oh cardi b again you just keep going new oh flavors but they're always revolving around honey barbecue cheddar's always in there that's Little kinda, baby and Cardi B. That's yeah, it. That's all they have. Those are their staples. Um, weekends after hours till dawn tour is beginning this week. It was scheduled to feature Doja Cat, but she has a tonsil issue, so she's not going to be on the tour. So Katrinata is subbing in, and Mike Dean is also subbing in to replace. So it, it does look cool. I saw some pictures of the stage. It's going to be in the mostly NFL stadiums this summer. I think a couple CFLs. Looks looks cool. I would go to a weekend concert. I want that on the record. So he's back because I know back. he had to cancel the concerts a couple times and then refund and then so he's officially back. But I think this time now he's got football stadiums instead of indoors. So now there's like there can't be wow. cancellations because airflow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually kind of smart. And he he's probably gonna sell out those like crazy. Um, yeah. Honestly, sucks that Doja Cat um is gonna isn't gonna make it. Cause she's actually sick. Like she has some bops. Let's go. Um, but I'm a Katrinata guy too. I like, he has some really good uh, sets out there. He has some good music too. So definitely a guy that's going to get you hyped before the weekend concert. And uh, on a personal note, Phil and I are huge Mike Dean fans. Yeah. Um, we had the absolute pleasure <laughs> of him uh, DJing in front of us for like three hours at a <laughs> At a Kanye West concert. So, yeah, we, we're huge Mike Dean guys. I forgot about that. There was nobody. It was literally, we could have touched his back. He was right in front of us. Yeah. We were just staring at his back. Most yeah, of the we were show. like breathing on his neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. No, but little, the weekend would be, I almost said little baby. I was looking at the chips list. The weekend would be in my like top five people I would like to see perform. He seems like a big star, you know? Well, he's definitely a guy where in 20, 30 years, you tell your grandkids that. Yeah, no, I agree. He's like uh, he's like one of the artists of the era type thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kate Bush received $2.3 million in streaming royalties for a song, Running Up the Hill, after it was featured in Stranger Things 4. She's one of the few that held on to full rights of her music. So $2.3 million from a song. I was listening to the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. It's on there. That was listed from a few years ago. So it's like, uh, it's a famous song, but it's just come back into popularity now. So pretty cool. 2.3 mil. I don't watch Stranger Things, but it is like the topic of the day. I don't know if you watch it too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I do actually. And I binged, uh, watched season four and finished it all. Um, Hot take. This is just for people who watch Stranger Things. I'm not really going to spoil much, but I just think they're back where they started. Um, So after four seasons, we're literally back where we started in like episode one, I feel like, but whatever. (laughs) Um, And in regards to Kate Bush, I think, how the hell does that work? Does like Stranger Things, are they like, how how do you feel about making do three mil obviously i'm sure the guys from stranger things weren't aware this was going to pop off like it did um but i mean if you're an artist man and you're and your song gets featured and it goes off that must be a great feeling it must be i'm not sure how old she is but that must be really really good i think there's gonna like this might be start a trend of markets like if you could get a song that rolls on tiktok and is in a big show like that it's like because you might as well just pick off the like the greatest songs of all time list because they're like they're like proven over the course of time yeah so it's a great song i mean it's one of the best ever so whatever uh snapchat launched a new premium feature no ads ability to see how many times oh. people view your story it'll only cost you four dollars a month now, who in their right mind is paying for that i have no earthly idea but would you pay for that absolutely not <laughs> this has just got to be some like ploy by the fbi to just you know single out people that are yeah, pre-crime might be questionable because <laughs> i don't know who the hell's paying money or subscribing to Snapchat. Snapchat so much, premium. There's way better things you can subscribe to, and Snapchat is should be at the bottom of the list. So yeah, YouTube yeah. premium. Real oh, ones know that that's yes. where it's at. Exactly. You drop, drop your seventeen dollars a month on that, like I do. Yeah, that's yeah. how you <laughs> do it. Uh, last one. Spotify is launching a karaoke feature, ability to sing along to the whole song with the scrolling lyrics, and then at the end it gives you a score out of a hundred. This is a big W. I think Spotify oh. has ran laps on Apple Music over the last couple of years. I'm a Spotify guy. I don't know what you are, but still an Apple Music guy. I think it's just because um, creature habit, I guess. Mm. So well, it's hard to change all the it songs is. over. It's really hard. So, um, but yeah, that sounds like a big dub. I know, I know, Apple Music also has like the lyric feature, but this is pretty cool with Spotify um, doing this karaoke thing um that seems like that could be a lot a lot of fun so you know cool yeah i bet it's a hit with like you know i wouldn't use it personally like by myself but yeah like like a party or something yeah could work yeah exactly worse ideas weekend winners and losers and then we can get out of here what do you what do you want to lead with winners losers (laughs) yeah uh i i can lead with winners um i've got two winners here uh my first winner is screen time Mm. And not to harp too much on the KD stuff, but I mean, can you blame me? Like, it's a big deal for me. (laughs) Oh my God. I have never been on my screen more. I've never been on Twitter more. It's like reaching, like it's getting like messed. Like it's, it's, it's a bit messed up. Like I'm refreshing Twitter and I just go in like this circle. I'll type in KD and then I'll like check all the latest tweets. I'll type in Toronto Raptors. Maybe sometimes I'll type in Raptors and just keep flipping late like the smallest tiniest reports i go crazy about i'm like locked onto the odds now and phil knows this phil's the only person i text when the odds change and i just send them an update every time yeah. they change just a new and, number every like, and I hour want, exactly every hour <laughs> and i want it to stop but i can't like it's just it's crazy um so yeah screen time is a huge winner this week yeah do you get those notifications like weekly screen time yeah like, do you get those yeah 
Um, was it was it on the rise? You know it's bad yeah, when they don't show you the percentage it dropped by. They just tell you the number. Yeah, yeah. It's just it rose by this much. Um, so it it is it is tough. Kind of screen time good. is one of those things that I feel like is very personal. Like I don't want to share my personal <laughs> screen time with other people. You know. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, well, you don't need to know how much time or time I'm not spending on my phone. It, exactly, exactly. So um, definitely a huge winner here. Um, and my second winner, I think this, this guy, this individual dominated the week, dominated the sports world. Oh yeah. We we all laughed at him, but he came out on top and I've been on him for a while now because he's an absolute legend and he's my favorite reporter. It is Brian Winhorst. Okay. My guy, Brian, this guy has honestly just put, um, uh, shams, and Woj in the blender, dude. Um, yeah. he, he gave one of the greatest. He blew up their spot. He blew up their spot, dude. <laughs> it, they when when Kyrie opted back in, everyone thought this was over. Like the, the Nets are cool. This is all fine. He was the first guy that was like, hold on, like this doesn't mean anything. Um, and then he gave like one of the great <laughs> the greatest monologues. First take has ever witnessed. I saw some edits. Go check those edits out with the music in the back. It is crazy. It's like a freaking movie. I need someone. Yeah. Hans Zimmer. I need someone to put the other Hans Zimmer one where it's like this may be too specific, but the, (laughs) but the Joker one where it's like the Christopher Nolan Joker one where it's like that weird sound, like that high pitched noise that keeps rising. I'm sure if you guys heard it, you know what I'm talking about. I need that in there. Why would the Jazz do that? It's just, it's just crazy. It is, it is the best monologue of all time. And then I just couldn't get enough Brian Windhorst, so I've been listening to everything Brian Windhorst. He is such a drama queen. He's so petty. Like he's so. I was texting Phil. Like he'll be talking. Uh, he's got a show with Tim Bontops and and Legler, I think it is as well. Sure. Um, sure. I don't even know. And and they'll just kind of say they'll just talk about ideas, like just ballpark kind of. And he'll be like, no, 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 it, it needs to be specific. So for one example, they were like, yeah, so in a KD deal, like Aiden Bridges and Johnson would probably have to go. And he's like, and, and Brian Windhorst stops him and he's like, you know, I'm hearing Shamit would have to be part of that. It's like, okay, Brian, we get it. We get it. We he's get like, it, guys, you know. they would really have to part with a Kogi in that one. So yeah, like you yeah. might as well just change the topic. Yeah. And he's a savage with the first take. I don't know who that lady was. That was like, um, where he was like, why would Utah do that? And she's like, for Utah, maybe to clear cap space so they could get KD. And he's like, no, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Brian, you're the best dude. So dude, he's my winner. Brian. I mean, that kind of had to be a perfect storm for him. Like he doesn't yeah. take vacation except when, remember when he got Ky- Kyrie got traded and he woke up in Italy, he had the tweets, woke up in Italy, 2 AM, woke up his wife. He said he might get a divorce. Like, okay, okay, Brian. So he doesn't take vacations unless it's in August. So Stephen A and uh, everybody else takes first take off. He comes in and he's like, this is my show. I'm going to, I'm going to talk two words yeah. every 10 seconds about the yeah. Utah jazz for like three minutes. And yeah. you're just going to have to stick with me when he hit him with the, it was a strange trade, a very strange trade. And he closes yes. his eyes when he says it. <laughs> like he's talking about like some wizardry, like literally straight out of Harry Potter. Yeah. One of the greatest speeches I've ever seen. I, I didn't believe it was real when I first saw it. I thought it was like doctored, the hand motions, yeah. 
everything. He absolutely dominated the weekend. There's no weekend winners might as well be renamed Brian Winhorst weekend winners because this is the greatest performance yes. I've ever seen in a weekend. No one's had a bigger week than Brian, honestly. Uh, what a week just shot up the reporter charts uh number one now and like you said he does this like thing where he closes his eyes and you think he's gonna like reveal like major like, fbi die. <laughs> fbi documents like some crazy <laughs> political things <laughs> and then it's just that he did that too when he he closed his eyes right when the KD and Kyrie stuff hit he closed his eyes and he like took a deep breath he's like <sighs> i'm 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 hearing Katie and Kyrie could potentially go to the Lakers. I'm like, oh Dude, man, that, I Ryan. forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, he did it too with that. It's insane. He's just he's got a flair for dramatic. I would be yes. shocked to know that. He, I mean, I would not at all be surprised to know that he's yeah. been in like some theater or something like that because he yeah. has that tone about him and that gravitas. Yes, Brian. Uh, I literally, I can't, I cannot stress enough how much Brian Winhorst love I'm getting right now. I thought yes. it couldn't get higher after him and Pondemps were literally <laughs> screaming about oh, MVP that was so last good. year. That was, that was like a month before this podcast was created. Possibly the funniest podcast I've ever listened to. Brian yeah. Winhorst, absolutely like the number one person in my ballot right now yes. for favorite man on live. Yes. My weekend winners, I got the Knicks. The Knicks, I've mentioned I actually like their team. Mm -hmm. I like Brunson, and they re-signed Mitchell Robinson. Now, here's the stat that makes them a winner. He's the first Knicks draft pick to re-sign with the team since 1994. I saw that. That's incredible. <laughs> not one in 20, like 30 years almost, 28 years. Not one of them has been like, yep, like we'll re-sign. Not even by like minimum. Just no. Let him go out the door. That is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. And you know what, Nick's? Maybe let's just try to hold on to our players a little bit. You know? Yeah. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, we yeah. haven't been doing it for 30 years, basically. So They're like we haven't re-signed someone since like Starks, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> and my second winner, I hate double basketball and I hate to make this personal, but the Spurs are my second winner. Now I'm I'm really talked myself into this Murray trade. I think it makes perfect sense. Why do we want to go thirty and thirty six and fifty two? Let's just get to the bottom. Let Let's yeah. just do this thing right. I love it, and it, they've finally accepted a strategy here. We're not going into the middle anymore. We're going to the bottom. I've watched some French guy highlights this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'd take this guy on the Spurs. Let me go out there and say it right now. This Wen Benyama. I think this guy's going to be pretty good. I, I hate to go out on a limb like that, but this guy's yeah. going to be nasty. But the main reason they're winning is that Murray said some really nice things about the Spurs. He said basically in his introductory press conference that he was really thankful because they, they did it for him. They didn't want to see him waste his prime on a rebuilding team. You know, I, I don't think that he really wanted to leave. I think it made more sense for him to go to free agency because we couldn't really offer him that much on an extension. So I really appreciate that uh, they did right by this guy. It makes us look really good, and it works for the team. So I'm really, really happy, and I'm a, I'm a temporary Hawks guy for him. I do love Murray, so I'm hoping yeah. for him. Yeah, I thought it was a good trade for both sides, speaking on, like, like in regards to the Spurs and, and DeJounte Murray. Because... <clears throat> um, yeah, like I get it. Like they had pop and they were trying to compete, but I, I wasn't really a fan of this. Like, let's just keep trying to get in. Let's keep trying to be competitive. And I know that's not Spurs culture to just tank, 
but I like, I like what they're doing now. It's, it's finally, you know, they've just realized, look, let's, let's tank for a little bit. Like we draft really well. We'll get, we'll get some guys and, you know, Spurs develop guys pretty well. So, you know, they could be back up, up the top in a couple of years um, competing, you know, trying to get into the playoffs and stuff. Um, and this win by Yama guy looks really good. And, um, and yeah, just, just getting off a guy, like, I'm not trying to compare Murray to, you know, Beal or Levine or anything, but you don't know, like, and you, and you, and you're a big Spurs fan. Like you said, it was no guarantee that he could replicate the season or even be better than he was um, next season. Like, yeah. you know, and, and maybe his value would fall off. And instead of two picks, instead of three picks, you get two picks, something goes wrong, loses another contract year, right? He would have had one year left, I think. Right. Yep. Um, so that would diminish the value. So um, like we talked about on this pod before um, today, uh, yeah, just get off those guys. If you kind of just don't really see, see too much of a future there. And, and if you feel like their value is the highest trade them. So, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Like we said earlier, like it, it's nothing to do with the player, but a smart team moves on from him at this point. It's just what they do. It's, it's yeah. a tough decision to come to because homegrown 29th pick, but it's the right move. It's a hundred percent the right one. So what do you have for losers? I've just got one loser, but, uh, yeah, well, like, you know, we talked about the Kings today. (laughs) Hate to to do negative on the sack after we bumped them up, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too, too negative because we did, we did praise them a little bit, but this, this deserves some negativity. So Keegan Murray went off. He had like 26 points. I think he was shooting the lights out too. I think he missed maybe one or two shots or something like that. Um, had a high field goal percentage in in his summer league debut, and there's a video of Sacramento Kings fans walking out um, the new the new Golden State Arena, happy, jumping around, the like they're they're lit, like they're lit. <laughs> I'd I'd like to spend some time with Sacramento Kings fans because I feel like they don't they don't get to experience much success, but when they do, they party hard. When they win the California Classic yes. Summer League Game One. Dude, that's their derby, man. That's their one game, like for it's you know, like the Merseyside derby for them. It's yeah. the Mersey. It's like Everton, you know, yeah. playing Liverpool. Yeah. And if they get a draw, if <laughs> if Everton gets a draw, it's our season is a success. In front of okay? the newspaper. Yeah, freaking Fulham playing like Chelsea. You know, the London. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. And and I don't know. One of the guys just says it in the video. It's not clear who. He says, "We're gonna." We're, we're, I think he says we might, which is even worse. But he's like, we might get the 40 wins this year. <laughs> what a statement, dude. What a statement. And, you know, if my grade two math doesn't fail me, that's not even 500. That's, no. that's 40 and 42. So that's not even 500, which is like to, to say that and to be happy about going under 500. I mean, wow. What what a, what a statement. That is crazy. Keegan Murray is going to take us to heights never reached before. He's taking us to 40 wins. <laughs> Boys, we're hitting the play-in tournament. Like, oh, buy your my. tickets now. Season seats renewed. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Vivek is, uh, yeah, Vivek, man. You got to cook up. You got to cook up some play-in tickets now. Yeah. It looks like it's happening. The boys are flying to Dallas for the for yeah. the 10-6 play-in. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I'm all, I'm, I'm in on the Kings. No, I'm I agree. In. I agree. I'm like, in. like the video of like the guys running around, like it was sad, but it was also like, okay, now I have to cheer for you. It's like when the Cleveland yeah, Browns were so bad when they're like zero and sixteen. Like even though they're in my division, it's like, 
I'd yeah. be like like a sick yeah. person if I rooted for your failure. So I exactly. want to see you get to 40 wins and fulfill the prophecy. Exactly. I'm pulling for these guys to get to 40. So let's go. Yeah, but not nothing more than 40. Just 40. No, no, no. 40, no let's let's, get, we might get to 40. Let's try to get to 40. After yeah. that, we'll, yeah. And 37 is a success. If we get to 37, that's a good season. We'll like, round that. I'm yeah. okay to round that. I'll round to cool. 36. Totally. Mm-hmm. I got a couple losers. My first loser is getting water in your ear. I went Ooh. wakeboarding for the first time this weekend, and I'm, I don't mean to overreact. I think I have a ear infection. I think I have swimmer's ear. I think oh. because I've never done wakeboarding before. Spoiler, it's really hard. I, I did not get to stand up once on the wakeboard. And you sort of like you're in there, and then you've got to pull yourself up, right? You're pulling yeah. yourself up. You're laying down in the water, and then you're pulling yourself up when the boat starts going. But when I pull myself up, I kept getting water off the dome, and so it's just like slapping me in the face, and I it really got in my ear, and it's I think it's still in there. I'm not going to lie. Like it's better oh. than it was, so I think it's gone. But then I have moments where it's like – I think it's still in there. Still be in there. So yeah, I've never wakeboarded either. Spoiler alert. Um, so are your feet like strapped into the board or? And so you go and you you lay in the water and yeah. you put your feet on the board. And I, again, I'm not the guy to ask because I didn't even get like to, I didn't even get past step one. But apparently, what you're supposed to do is put your weight down on the on the ankles because your feet are up. So you're weighing weighing the board down, and then when the boat starts going, you're holding onto the rope so it pulls you up. So then, like the the board because you have your ankles down. I don't know if this is making any sense to anybody at home, but it starts catching on the wave. Like the board right. catches the wave. You put your pressure on it, so you're standing on it now, and then you pull yourself up. But I, I could get, I could get to like where I'm standing on the board, but then the water came in and hit me in the face, and I, I tried like 12 times before they were just like, "Get back in, like you're done." Like, oh my! So it was difficult. Yeah. But what I will say about googling trying to get water out of you here, because I have had a technique I used to do from the pool, you know, but it wasn't yes. that high up in there. Like I would just like tilt my head to the side and like kick a little bit, like, and then oh, it would go that away. That little feeling where it just comes out, you're like, Pop. oh. So nice. <laughs> that is. But I I have yet to experience that. It must have happened in the sleep. But they said what you're supposed to do is lay down with that ear down on the pillow. I was doing yeah. that like for nights, the two nights now. I haven't I haven't I haven't felt anything better. They said blow hot air off the air dryer in your ear. Doesn't work. Like they, they, these are just bad remedies. So like oh I think I might have to go to the doctor if this gets worse, but which yeah, would be your stuff's <laughs> your stuff's one of the things that you don't really think about. As like, you know, usually the classics are like, oh, I hate having headaches. Yeah. I hate, I hate having like stomach problems, feeling nauseous, but like an ear one. When, when, a, when, when your ear starts to hurt, it is, it's up there. That's what it's, I don't want it to get to because exactly. right now I think it's there, but if it gets worse and then I got to oh. wait for the doctor, like I might just, I'm going to book it after like tomorrow morning. I'm going to do tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Get, get I, that checked out. Yeah. I can't have this. I can't have swimmers ear. That's what I think I have. Anyway, my, ne my next loser, last one. Uh, I don't know. Consorcio, I think is what it is. Industrial de Alimentos. I don't know what, the, what I don't know if I said 30% of that right, but let's say I did. It's an industrial company in Chile, and they have a staff member who's scheduled to make 450 euros a month. That's his monthly wage, right? So then direct deposit comes in. Oops, it's 150,000 euros. So he goes to management and he says, I think there was a mistake here, unless you meant to pay me 300 times my salary. And they were like, okay we'll investigate this they investigate it and they're like all right can you please return the money he's like sure i will 
Guy goes to the bank, withdraws all the money, hasn't been seen since. Oh my God. So he got away wow. with 150K euros, which 300 times his salary. Good for this guy. If they don't, I agree with this move. He's getting like, I think there's an arrest warrant out, but yeah. I agree with this move. You can't, you can't turn that down. Well, first of all, that's on the company. Exactly. That, that's on you, dude. I would have got it. So you said 450 a month is what he, yeah. he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. I would have got it if they paid him 4,500, 45,000. Yeah. 450 i get that you can mess up the zeros what 150 that's not even close they literally just multiplied by 300 exactly um that and and second this is interesting because this would have could have went a couple ways he could have had this plan from the start and was just messing with them and was like no problem i'll comply as soon as (laughs) i i'll send the money back or he just went to the bank panicked and and just booked it so i don't know which one it was it's true. It could have been a thought process or it could have been a spur of the moment decision. Yes. I think he so. probably, I think he went to them like, like, did you mean to do this? Like, uh, am I still going to be employed if I don't give this back? Yeah. And then when they were like, get it back, he was like, all right. Like, oh yeah, no. true. Yeah. I think that's probably what happened. But shout yeah, out to this guy. This guy made the right decision here. I, I'm, I'm with this the whole way. 100%. 100%. 150,000. I'm sure that's enough to change your identity. Yeah. And boom. Here, you're good, <laughs> and you can yeah. move to a new country. That's what you're it's good. all about. So huge L for the play. I'm not even gonna try to say the name. Again. Well, we we'll need go. Owen for that one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's save that. So, for yeah. Let's. I I hope he's listening to this. I think he will. Yes. Let, let's hope he's writing down notes throughout the process of what sure he wants he to come back. Let's yeah. let's. Here's an idea. We're keeping this in the pod so he knows, and then if he doesn't get to this, then we know he wasn't listening. How about that? Yes, we will bring this up on the next pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Adam, if you are listening to this, because Adam does like to listen front to back, actually. Yeah. Um, don't spoil, and we'll just ask over the next episode. Yeah, and Adam, if you could bring some notes, maybe show them up. Yes. Could oh. be a move. Could be yes. a move. Yes. So we're leaving them with some homework. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Maybe, Accountability. Maybe it'll, a, maybe it'll get uploaded before the 11-hour drive's done. Maybe they're still yeah. working on hour six right now. Yeah, next time, leave at 3 a.m. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Just, simple solution. Yeah. Or else we'll do the two-man again. I enjoyed the two-man. I liked it. It was good. First time, um, you know, went well. Went it well. It did go well. It did go I well. I liked it, yeah. So I'm giving it a 10. Absolutely. I'm giving it a 10 for sure. This mm-hmm. this is ultimate um, penalty kill. This is This is like a five on three for 10 minutes. Like, yeah. like there was a murder on the ice. Yeah. And, and like, we were the two defensemen two, right now. Two game misconducts from two separate players. Mm-hmm. And, and our goalie uh, got shot. And our goalie got shot. Um, Yes, it is couldn't get worse. No, so. but we did good. We did good. We killed the penalty. Maybe we, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so. Well done. Well, we'll be back on uh, Friday morning. We're going to do that NFL preview. We're going to talk about the, hopefully the Durant trade will be done by then. Oh, um god i hope so hopefully it's not up uh, not done before this gets uploaded that would be the worst so oh, let's hope that doesn't happen um but we'll, again we'll be back on friday so looking forward to that should be some good stuff we'll have owen back we'll have adam back should be good well take care everybody for the americans enjoy july 4th see ya